Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 29. It says, enter, enter ye in the, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate. And narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that say unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished. At his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the warning, Father God, much needed in these days, Father God, because many of us have gotten so complacent with our love for you, Father God. Shake us up, stir us up. You said, you told Paul to stir up the gifts. Stir us up, Father God. Hit us in the mouth, Father God. 
get us on the right track. Make sure, Father God, that we are entering in the straight gate, Father God. And if we are on the wide world, Father God, get us off. Yes, Lord. Get us off, Father God. We want to meet you, Father God. We want to see you face to face. And we do not want you to say, depart from me, ye who work iniquity. Father God, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Boy, you know, you, sometimes you, you just bite off more than you can chew. And, 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 and when you start preaching Jesus' message, I heard someone say, you know, we're going to preach the gospel. Here's the gospel in a nutshell. And, and I started off starting at verse 21. Then I had to go back and back and back. And I ended up beginning at verse 13. So here we go. The greatest sermon ever preached. Jesus preaching the Sermon on the Mount. Greatest sermon ever preached. Probably may, might have been a million people there. Who knows? But they heard it and they heard it right out of the mouth of the son of God. And watch how he starts here in verse 13. This is not a suggestion. Jesus isn't suggesting anything to us. Okay, this is a command. This is a command. This is what they call a a dogmatic statement. You know, you're just not getting around it. Okay, he's telling you. Without hesitation, what you need to do if you want to go to heaven. Watch what he says. Enter ye in at the straight gate. The narrow gate. Okay? Not a lot of wiggle room in this gate. Jesus is the straight gate. The wide gate, the wide gate is Folks that tell you, you don't have to go through the straight gate to get to heaven. How about that? Okay. See, there's folks out there's folks that will tell you, you don't have to go through the straight gate. You can go through the wide gate. I like to call them false prophets. Okay. See, there, there comes a time in our lives where we have to face reality. We don't like facing reality. Let me, let me, what what do you mean face reality? Okay, here's what I mean. Eternal life, all of us have to make a decision about it. Okay? And, 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 and listen, there's not three ways to get to heaven. Okay? There's not two ways to get to heaven. There's only one way to get to heaven. Okay? And, and, and as believers, no, no, we are travelers. Mm-hmm. I, I, so they used to sing back in the day. They said, we just pilgrims passing through. Okay. But we are travelers to eternity. But where is that eternity going to lead us? That's the question that we need. We have, we, 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 I, I, I would say, well, we must answer. No, it's, it's, it's a, we, we have to answer that. Jesus is saying here. Enter ye into the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way to lead it to destructions. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and here's the scary part about it. And many there be which go in thereat. There's many people on this, on this road that's leading to condemnation in hell. How do you how, how how would you know you're on a wide road? How do you know? What are some of the things that happen on a wide road that won't happen on a narrow road? Okay? 
I used to talk about an illustration when you're traveling, when you're on a wide road, you're on a wide road, you you got a lot of freedom. You may say you're going through down south in Columbus, you know, from driving a truck. You know, you 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 there's roads you can be on that you can be a little bit relaxed. Okay? Not a lot of traffic. You got four lanes. This is a time you can pop open a can of pop. You know, you could you could be eating a hamburger or something, but then you get on a narrow road. Then you put the pop down. This ain't no time to be drinking pop or eating french fries. You know, this ain't the time. You're on a narrow road now. You, you've gone from being a little bit reluctant. Now you got both hands on the wheel because on the right side there's a ditch and on the left side there's traffic coming up. So now you what? You paying attention. Okay? Jesus is saying we need to be living like that. We need to really be paying attention because no, now more than ever it's dangerous. It's dangerous. You know, the wide, the wide road, the wide, wide road folks tell you, well, you can earn your way. You don't need Jesus to get to heaven. There's many ways to get to heaven. Okay? You got plenty of room. You know, rich young rulers say, ah, you know what? I, I've done everything I need. I, I should be good enough to get to heaven. Your wide road teachers say, you good enough to go to heaven. Okay? You know, you don't, you know, you don't have to be going to church and, and praying and worshiping and doing all that. Listen, there's some folks say, well, you know what? Jesus wasn't real from the beginning. Everybody going to heaven. Everybody resting in peace. If you was just to listen to the language that most people talk, everybody died going to heaven. I don't think anybody here know anybody that didn't go to heaven. Based on what was said at the funeral, I mean, for, based on what was said at every funeral I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot, everybody's in heaven. Okay? There's no, there's no cross is needed, no nails is needed, no crown is needed, no spitting in the face, no slapping, none of that's needed. We just going to heaven. And the only requirement is that you die. But sometimes you have to face reality. If you if you playing football and your team is losing 41 to nothing and it's the fourth quarter and, and you know you're going to lose that game. You can sit here and they, the cheerleaders have stopped cheering. <laughs> I, I, the cheerleaders, you know, at the come a time in the game, 41 nothing, three minutes left in the game, the cheerleaders is not saying, let's go team, let's go team. <laughs> they putting their pom-poms up. <laughs> it's over with okay a, a family sitting at the bedside of their dying loved one okay you're sitting at the bedside of your dying loved one and and and, and they even called in all the people and they're getting ready to take her off at the BiPAP or whatever you know it's you gotta face reality okay you take a, a newly, a, and we ain't got no newlyweds in here, but you got a newly, newly married couple, and they get married. You know what? Face reality. Life is different. Amen. Life is different now. Amen. Okay? That's, that's reality. And, and what Jesus said here, you know what? Eternity is the reality. I want to talk about the straight gate just for a minute. I want to talk about the straight gate. I'm not going to give a lot of time to the wide gate, but I want to talk about the straight gate. And I want to make sure. I, I just feel like, now listen, I want to make sure. Now y'all can say, I ain't know about a straight gate. 
Jesus is the straight gate. Okay? Jesus says, I am the straight gate. Now, now let me tell you how he put it. He says this. He's talking to, to his disciples and, and, and he's about to he's about to, 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 to go on. And he says, He said, Whether I go, you know. In the way you know. John 14, 4, 5, and 6. And, and Thomas said unto him, I like Thomas. Don't, don't ever be afraid to ask questions. They don't matter how crazy they are, because you'll get the answers, especially if you ask Jesus. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? <laughs> Jesus loved Thomas. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's a straight game. Amen. That's a straight. That's straight. I, and, 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 and I can get it straight. He said, I'm the way. Watch this. Watch this. John 10, 9. John 10, 9. Jesus said this. He not only said, I'm the way in verse, in, in, in verse chapter 14, but in chapter 9, he said, I am the door. Okay? Say, I am the door. He said, by me, by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Okay? And shall go in and out and find pasture. How about that? So he's not only the way, he's the door. I like this. Y'all, just, this is so familiar with us. I just want to indoctrinate y'all in this. I just want y'all that this is a pop in your brain. Acts 4.12. Y'all already know it. He's not only the way, he's not only the door, he is the only name. Watch this. Neither is there what? Salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He is the way, he is the door, he is the only name. He is the only name. You know, there are two ways. Okay, a wrong way in a right way. Okay, I, I, I like I like narrow. You know, I, I've been called a narrow-minded Baptist preacher. You know, a narrow-minded Baptist preacher. You know, I, I don't I embrace it. I don't have a problem with it. Okay, because it's a biblical name. You want to call me anything? You know, you're a narrow-minded. Yeah, it's only two ways. Only two ways, and one is bad, and one is good. Now, which one are you on? Okay, which one you own? Seriously, you know there's there's churches. They're dropping Baptists. They you got to drop the Baptists. Drop the Baptists. I'm not dropping Baptists. If we you know we're not dropping Baptists here. As long as I'm here, you know, if we have a meeting, say we don't we don't want to be called Baptists. I heard somebody say, well, we dropped Baptists off our church because it just it was just spook people. You know, we, 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 we can get more people in without the name Baptist because Baptist, Baptist mean narrow. Okay? Baptist mean narrow. I like that. I'm a, if I ever had the name of church, it would be called Narrow Baptist Church. <laughs> that would be the name of it. Okay? The Narrow Baptist Church. Okay? Why? Because it is a narrow it is a narrow road. You can't take everything down a narrow road that you can take down a wide road. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
So, so these verses that we're familiar with, when I was when I was studying this lesson today, they just pop into my mind because they 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 just yell and shout. Nero. When I look at 2 Corinthians 5 17, we look at this verse all the time. But and I look at it again today, I was like, I see Nero in there. Watch this. Watch this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Now you gotta, it's gonna cost you something. You're not gonna tell me you 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 a narrow-minded Christian, you you on the narrow road, and you carry baggage like you on a wide road. Don't work. All things have become new. Okay? That wide road thinking. How many, how many know what wide road thinking is? Wide road thinking. You know, you you know you can do whatever you want to do and still be a Christian. Mm-hmm. You can you nothing's changed about you. You just now you just you just go you're a Christian now. And but nothing has changed. God is looking for a change. He's looking for a change. He's looking for he's looking for folks that that embraces Romans 12 1. Watch this. Watch this. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, watch by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Watch this. Don't stop there. Holy and acceptable. You know, God don't accept everything. Amen. So some of us think we're going to stand before God with all our mess and all our junk and all our when we we haven't given God. We haven't given God any of our lives. So we think we're going to stand before the God and say, let me in. And Peter, Peter says, if the righteous scarcely be saved. He says, he says, we are to be living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And as Sylvia would say, and which is your reasonable service. That's the very least you could do. James, James would have a, you ever hear the name and claim it? I'm too blessed to be stressed, folks. You ever meet people like that? Don't they get on your nerves? They get on my nerves. Every time you meet them, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Blessed that I'm persecuted. How about that? Okay. James says this to the blessed folks. Brethren, you know, let me, let me share this. When, when all hell is breaking out in your life, and you can still praise God, you blessed. Amen. You that's 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 true blessings. Because most folks, when everything is going crazy, they they, they, they you know God, why God, why me? Why why am I going through this? Listen, listen, listen. No, no, no. You uh, yesterday you was too blessed to be stressed. Okay, now somebody something that happened. Now it's why me. Why not you? Okay. See, James, now if you was talking to that person who two days ago said they were too blessed to be stressed, and now they got adversity, now they got a bad report, they went to the doctor, they took a biopsy, and they found out something crazy going on in their body. Lord, help me. Why me? Why me? James says this. James 1, 2, and 4. He said, my brother, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. All right? All faith going to be tried. All faith going to be tested. It got to be tested. Why wouldn't you want to test it? Why wouldn't you want your faith to be tested prior to you standing before God? 
knowing you got the right stuff because you don't want to stand before God and, and I don't know if I got it. Just, you know, stand before God is not a crapshoot. It's not the flip of a coin. It's not a roll of the dice. You got to know something when you stand there. You got to know that you're saved. You got to know that you're saved. People say, well, I don't know if I'm saved. Well, you're not. That's an easy answer. If you don't know, if you don't know if you're saved, you're not saved. Okay? Because there's an assurance of faith. There's an assurance of salvation. There's an assurance that a change has come over you. I'm not the same. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I got it all together, but I know this for sure. I am not who I used to be. I know that God's spirit is working in me. Okay? And I know, I know his spirit is working in me best when I'm my worst. You got to know something. It's so sad. So sad. Folks ain't going through nothing. Don't know the Lord. Jesus, Jesus' own words. He says in Luke 9, 23. And he said unto them all, all to everybody, God's talking. He said, if any man will come after me. Okay. He, he said, if any man will come after me, you got to get off the wide road. You can't come after me on the wide road. You know, you know, the four, all four lanes ain't heading to heaven. Okay, he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me start over. He said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. That's a big word. There's some things we do every day. Some things we do every, some things that you already done today or should have. Okay? Okay? God is saying to follow him, you got to deny yourself and take up your cross daily. All of us in here got on shoes. All of us in here got on shoes. Guess what we had to do? Put the shoes on. Some of us had to lace them up. Some of us zip them up. However you put them on, you put them on. And 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 next to them shoes, let's imagine that your cross is there. You need to pick that up too. Put that on. Put that cross on. And and when you, know, you, you ain't fully dressed as a man of God or a woman of God until you put your cross on. I'm not talking about jewelry. I'm talking about that spiritual cross. Okay. Amen. That spiritual cross. Because because Christ. Christ, the Bible says, Christ lives in us. As believers, Christ lives in us. Okay. Is he comfortable in that, in that house? Mm. Two groups of people. Well, let's not forget that. And you gotta ask yourself, if there's any question you have about this sermon, you gotta ask yourself, what group am I in? Right now, today. What group am I in today? Am I I'm on I'm in the group on the narrow road or I am in the group on the wide road? You gotta ask yourself that. That's 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 to me that's good preaching. Good preaching to charge you and challenge you and confront your your belief system and confront where you at right now. This lesson is confronting me. Where you at right now? Am I on the right gate? Am I going to the am I on the right road or the wrong road? Because many people, these folks that went there, they thought they was on the right road. 
I mean, they, when they got there, they was like, Lord, Lord, what, what, what happened? Who's been to the airport lately? Anybody, you know, when you go to the airport, every, Justin, you've been to the airport before. You've been on a plane before. What was the most important thing about when you arrived at the airport? What was the most important thing? That you was at the right gate. Okay? When you got there, you want to get there early. You want to get there early, and then you're looking at your ticket, and you're looking up, hmm, Delta, uh, Alaskan Airlines, or whatever, you know, United, or whatever you want to make. And okay, here, I'm at the right gate. And now you're going to go up there and say, you gonna, if you like me, you're going to double check. You're going to say, am I at the right gate? And they're going to look at your ticket. You're at the right gate. Your departure will be right there. And you're going to sit there and play on your phone for two hours. <laughs> okay? You're not missing your flight. You ain't missing your flight. You're going to pay too much this ticket, you know? And, and, and see, the thing, about, the thing about this world, so you can get on the wrong, you can get on the wrong flight. And you're not getting off. You're not getting off. You're on your way to Florida, and the plane said, the, the, the steward said, we'll be in Alaska in an hour. <laughs> See, there's nothing you can do. It's a slight inconvenience. You get to Alaska, now you got to take a flight back to Florida. Might be an inconvenience. But if you get on the wrong flight, and you're on your way to hell, thinking you're on your way to heaven, guess what? There ain't no return flights from hell. Okay, you're not gonna get to hell and say, "Hey, I, I wasn't. Play, I'm on, I got on the wrong plane." They, <laughs> no, no, no. They say you right where you're supposed to be. See, see, how does a person get on the wrong flight? I'm, I'm trying to answer these questions because I had these questions as I was putting this together. See, see, I'm, I'm, I'm of, I'm of this persuasion, and y'all know it. Y'all don't have no problem calling me out and challenging me and challenging to something I said. And I think that's wonderful because I could be of the crowd to say, you know, judge not. Don't don't judge. You shouldn't judge. That's how folks get to hell. Amen. By not testing and not judging and not examining, not being discerning. And and you have to be. Okay. First Thessalonians 5.21. I love this verse. It comes off the top of my head because every time somebody call me and say, well, you shouldn't judge. I say, I should judge. Matter of fact, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. I should judge everything. When you judge mental, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, test the spirit, judge the spirit, whether they be of God. Okay, look at verse 15 of that same text, Matthew 7. Watch what it says. Because, see, here's how people get messed up. He says, beware of false prophets. Which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. He said, you should know them by their fruits. Okay? Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? What do you mean know them by their fruits? Where's the fruits found out in the word of God? I think it's in Galatians 5. What are the fruits? What are the fruits of the Spirit? You're going to know them by the fruits of the Spirit. You know what? Some of y'all have experienced some of the meanest unloving Christians and pastors and deacons, you know, shouldn't be, shouldn't be. Man of God, woman of God, pastor, deacon, trustee, secretary ought to be the most loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, full of self-control type of 
type of folks. That's our call. That ain't just for me. That's for all of us as, as, as people of God. And, and when the Bible says you'll know them by their fruits, those are the fruits. How's your love? How's your love game? Okay. How's your joy game? Now I ain't talking about happiness. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Joy, joy is not affected by what's going on. Okay. The fact that Rita's foot hurt should affect her joy. Okay. Because see, your joy don't have nothing to do with your physical condition. Your joy has everything to do with your relationship with God. Okay. And what's happening horizontal shouldn't affect your joy. People are like, ah, Pastor, I don't know about that one. You know, no, no, I'm just being real. That joy, that, that pain that you're having ought to remind you of that eternal road that you're on. Okay? That pain, that sorrow should, should remind you that, hey, I was in a funeral procession. I was riding with the, with the lead car and, and folks just cutting in and out. I said, because they don't have no respect for it. They don't have no respect for that. See, 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 when you see a funeral procession and, and, and when you get to that light and it's long, this, this one was this one was like a hundred cars. Know what you should be thinking about when you at that light? One day that's going to be me. Ain't no if it could be me. One day that's going to be me. Now, I always say, you know, I might you ain't, you ain't going to have to wait that long if it's me. You know, maybe five, six cars. Okay. You know, I ain't, I ain't that popular, all right? But 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 what y'all might not point in when you see, next time you see a funeral procession, next time you ride by a cemetery, next time you ride by a cemetery, look over there, you know, one day, you know, they got a plot for you. Okay? And it only take you five days to get into the ground. You you know, you you can you could die today and be in the ground Friday. Ain't that something? So we ain't got time to be playing around. You know, we can go to play around church. I, I, I can't do the play around church because this is serious to me. Amen. This serious stuff. Folks are leaving here. I'm going to sit here watching. You know, I'm watching, I'm watching the news or it just come up on my phone. They're chasing somebody from Jake's house all the way to Dunkstown and, and shoot them. I'm like, Youngstown cops are shooting people. They usually don't arrive till after the scene, you know. I'm sitting here like this is deep. Talk. Amen. <laughs> it's getting close to home. Okay? And it's only April. Y'all know what's gonna be happening in June and July? We gonna get some body armor. Listen, listen, how do people get that way? Because they don't pay attention. Watch with Paul. I see I love Paul. And I'm going to teach you a couple of verses with Paul and Peter. Then we're going to be, be done. I might have to pick this up next week. Watch what Paul said. Because folks, folks are on the wrong road. And they're happy on the wrong road. Because they don't know they're on the wrong road. And then they get to the, to the end of the road. And they're going to be like, Lord, Lord, what happened? Listen, what happened? Paul says this in Acts 20. 29 and 30. Watch this. This is, this is interesting. Paul says this as he was departing. Paul was leaving and he was talking to his church and he was giving them wisdom. He said, for I know this. It was no question in Paul's mind. He said, for I know this. That's dogmatic. He said that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you 
not sparing the flock. Wolves don't care about no flock. He says this, and also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Now watch this. Think about this. What are those perverse things? Think about, have you, have you studied the word of God like that? I know some of y'all do. Most of y'all do because we study the word of God together. And we would stop at this on a Wednesday night and say, what is a perverse thing? What are they speaking perverse thing? You know what they're saying? You know what they're saying, Columbus? Ain't nothing wrong with the wide road. Stay on the wide road, man. You can get to heaven on the wide road. That's what, that's perverse thing. Okay? You can have as many girlfriends as you want. You can be fornicating, adultering. You can be homosexual. You can be doing it all. And guess what? You get to heaven. God loves everybody. That's perverse things. Amen. That's perverse teaching. Because Jesus said it's a narrow road. See, so when somebody tells you that something contrary to what Jesus said, you know that's perverse. Per speaking perverse thing. You know what they're trying to do? Draw away disciples after them. That's what this text said. I didn't make that up. Because folks like the easy believing. They love it. You know, come to our church. Man, you're going to love our pastor. He, don't, he never say hell, repentance. He never talk about faith. He never talk about you having to stop drinking or getting high. We got, we got people all over the church doing whatever they want to do. You love it here. You got to hear our choir. Paul says in verse 31, watch, watch. He said, therefore, watch and remember. How about that? Remember what? Remember what Paul taught them. He said, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Y'all think, y'all think Apostle Paul would be in a church today hopping all around? Hopping all around, dancing, having a good time, everybody having a good time. No, Paul said, I just cease to ward you with tears. He couldn't find a church today. If Paul was to put his credentials down there, wait, 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 no, you, you don't sing, dance. We, we want, we want, a good, we want, we got to draw people. Nobody coming to that. Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. I'm going to pick this up next week. It's hard for me to preach when I smell chicken. No, I'm just joking. I have to lighten it up a little bit because I could get carried away with this stuff. I just, I, just, I just see so much and hear so much. Okay, here's Peter. Remember, remember our text, what we're talking about. How did people get there? How did people get to the end of their road? How did people get to the end of their road, serving God all their life, being in church all their life, prophesying, casting out devils? They get to God, they get to the end of the road. And Jesus said, I never knew you. That can't happen. You got to know me. I had the biggest church in Youngstown. We raised so much money. We did all this. We had the greatest Bible study. We had 15 vans. We was picking up kids everywhere. We had missionaries every month. We was giving money to the missionary. We did it all. God said, I never knew you. How does that happen? Here's what Peter says. He says, he said, but there were false prophets also among the people. 
2 Peter 2, 1. He said, there were false prophets among the people. What's a false prophet? Let me get that clear. What's a false prophet? A false prophet is someone who's not teaching what thus says the Lord. Okay? Not, not that they are. They, they, they preaching, and they, they, but they're not teaching truth. They're not teaching truth. They're not teaching salvation. They're not teaching the, how to get saved. They're not teaching for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's not, because that's not, that's not popular. It's popular with us. It's popular with me. I love that verse. Every, everything we everything we have as Christians stands on John three sixteen. If there's a one verse that you need to know, one verse that I always always to the T talk when I'm talking to a dying Christian, I'll always tell them about John three sixteen. Do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose from the grave? Do you believe that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, should not perish, but have everlasting life? And it don't get no better than that. It don't get no better than that. Amen. And so when, when the world says and when Islam says and Buddha says and, and all the cults say, well, Jesus Christ wasn't the son of God. And Jesus Christ is not the only way to heaven. I just sit here and say, shoe fly. How's that song go? Shoe fly. Don't bother me. Go on with that. Go on with that. Go on with that. I believe. I believe this word. I believe this Bible. I believe everything in it. They're not a verse I don't believe, okay? And some of them, I, some of them, some of them attack me because I, some of them say, point out my sin. Still believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe Jonah spent three days in the in the well in the belly of a great fish. I got in trouble last time I said that, but I believe that. I believe Jesus Christ opened blind eyes. I believe that God parted the Red Sea and, and folks walked across on dry land. I believe that. I believe they walked around the walls of Jericho seven times and it came down. I believe that. Amen. I believe that. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. I believe Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I, I believe that Mary, Mary never was with a man. I don't believe Mary even probably ever kissed a man and she had a child. I believe that. I believe that when Jesus died, they put him in that grave, and on the third day, he rose with all power. I believe that. People say, well, how do you believe that? I believe that. Okay? Some of y'all, some of y'all still believe Art Kelly. He, I believe that I can fly. And y'all sing that song. I can, you know, I don't believe that. I don't believe I can fly. Okay? I'm closing with this verse. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. Here it goes. Even denying that the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Watch this. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. By reason of the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. What's a pernicious way? Evil, wicked, spiteful, destructive. They, they, their whole goal is to get you on the wrong road. And you got to be wise. You got to be wise. All right, that's all I got. Amen. That's all I got. Ask the question. 
Seriously, I'm just that crazy. And I know I'm talking to folks on Facebook and I'm talking to folks on Sermon Audio. Are you on the right road? Are you on the right road? If you was to die today, would you stand before the Lord? And what would he say? What would he say about your life? What would he say about your service? What would he say about your work? What would he say about your faith? What would he say? What would he say? Would he say, well done? Well done, my good and faithful service. Precious Lord, thank you for, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, Father God. And thank you for the people of God with ears to hear it. Father God, there's somebody listening to me. I don't know, somebody in faraway land. Who knows? We get people listening to Sermon Audio all the way in the United Kingdom and Africa and all kind of places. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Are you on the right road? Are you on the narrow road? Are you heading toward the straight gate? That's a great question. Got to be answered. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for strength and courage and power that it takes to live the radical Christian life in a fallen, fallen world. Father God, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.